Welcome to It's Just My Thoughts, the podcast. Welcome to another week of It's Just My Thoughts. Um, Didn't really have too much going on this week, but uh, let's just jump into Black Excellence. Um, So Missy Elliott dropped an EP, um, Iconology, on Friday. Uh, She also dropped a video as well. And is very much classic Missy. Um, you know, Missy has been in the game for so long. I wanted to salute her for my black excellence because um, I'm always excited when she's doing anything. So very excited for that. Very excited for the EP. I actually listened to it quite a few times. So I'm actually digging it. So that's one of the CDs that I've been listening to. Also, I mean, I was just, I literally was just talking about this Friday. So much uh, music came out. Um trying to think of some uh so Lizzo dropped the Truth Hurts um remix with the baby uh Raphael Sadiq he came out with a new CD called Jimmy Lee um Life Jennings has a new CD uh called uh 777 I actually haven't listened to that one yet but I plan to give it a listen probably tomorrow uh while I'm working uh Jeezy dropped his final CD um Snoop Dogg came out with a CD uh, try to think what else am I missing? Um, somebody else came out with a CD. To, I mean, it's this this whole week really, it was like I think ten or twelve uh CD releases. Um, oh, the CD that I'm uh digging right now the most is Rhapsody um, Eve CD. Um, so I was told numerous times to listen to her and that they felt like that I would really, um, you know, really get into her because she's actually talking about something and she has a nice sound and she's from North Carolina, you know, where I'm from. And so I was like, okay, you know, um, I'm going to give it a listen. And so I started, you know, digging up some stuff. And honestly, I like to, like when I'm first kind of coming into somebody's music and all that, I like to listen to interviews and see kind of like, you know, what their conversation is like, what they speaking on. Is it something that I'd be interested in? to whether or not to kind of let me know whether or not I'd be kind of interested in their music. You kind of can tell from an interview kind of, you know, if this person is an artist, you feel like you might want to get into. So, um, I actually thought a lot of her interviews was really dope and what she was speaking on. And then when she started talking about her CD, um, I actually put that on, um, you know, uh, a CD to follow and I pre-ordered it. And so, um, you know, so when it came out, you know, it loaded up to my, uh, Apple music. And so, um, I was, I've been following the release of this CD for, you know, for a little minute. And, um, so what I thought was dope is that, um, every track is named, um, after a woman. Um, and so she really has like, you know, um, she really, really has like this message behind it, um, that I thought was really cool. And so that's what made me really, really interested in it. And, um, so, you know, I've been listening all weekend. I have a few favorites, but, um, definitely take a listen um to Rhapsody UCD it's really good I'm actually really excited about it um because you can listen to the whole thing all the way through I actually ran to it during my race on Saturday the you know the CD and so um they gave me a chance to really take a full listen to it so so that was uh that piece and also um so this weekend I went to Charlotte to celebrate my brother-in-law birthday and um it was so much fun and we literally had a foodie weekend so my notables of the weekend, um, we went to check out Optimus Hall. Um, it's a new food hall. I'm not sure where exactly we were. I think we were in Uptown, I think. Um, but they're still building, and so I couldn't really, I don't really remember where exactly it is. I think it's in Uptown though. And um, 
So it's still some restaurants that's like in the midst of being open and everything like that inside of the food hall. They have the uh, the sushi place. They have the dumpling lady, the broth place. Uh, it's a taco place that I think is open, a coffee place, gelato place. Um, they have a bar. Uh, I think that was it right now. And I, and I know they're opening up two other ones soon. But it was actually really cool atmosphere. It was it was really nice. Um, had a lot of sit sitting areas, you know, outside and inside. But um, you know, you can go eat, hang out, chill. I thought that was a really cool spot, and I look forward to when they completely open everything up um, to where you know they have it fully together. So then for brunch, we checked out um, Snooze, and uh, it's what's called Snooze and AM Eatery. So they're open from 6.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., which is important to know, by the way, because we we waited uh, quite a bit um, to get in. I think probably because one is new and two, you know, it's only open for a limited amount of time throughout the day. So um, the food there was absolutely phenomenal. Um, it was actually completely worth the wait. The atmosphere was really dope. And also, you, you know, while you wait, you can go in, you can drink, um, you know, some mimosas, Bloody Marys, and you can, you can sit outside and kind of chill, you know, and order, order your drink and chill. Um, so they had some cornhole out there, but the atmosphere was pretty cool. It was pretty laid back. It was a um, really nice area. We we're in central, um, the central area of Charlotte. And um, so if you're in Charlotte and you want a new brunch spot, um, definitely try Snooze because it was, it was, uh, it was really, really good. And I, um, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that. So for the most part, um, you know, for the weekend, we, we pretty much had a foodie weekend, you know, and just celebrating, um, you know, my brother-in-law and, uh, you know, uh, his birthday. And it was just great to spend time with, you know, my loved ones, my sister and everything. So over the weekend, I found myself thinking about how happy, you know, we were just being in each other's space. And um, and it didn't require, you know, this this huge turn up. Um, you know, most times you see where, you know, you people going out to the club or doing whatever to, you know, have fun. Like literally this weekend, it was really nice, um, for me because it was just like, you know, I felt like we were just going with the flow of everything and just kind of hanging out. And we pretty much hung out for two days and it was really peaceful and it was really nice. And, you know, we just kind of were just in each other's company, um, which was really nice. And that led me to, you know, my thought of the week and, 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 and it was, you know, do you ever think about how happiness can be fleeting, um, especially um, in your adult years? So when I think about this topic, um, I think about, uh, you know, why is that? You know, why is happiness something that like sometimes I, I've, I felt like in the past, you know, sometimes happiness has been something that I just I look at, but it's uh, almost unreachable. Like, you know, you can just see happiness sitting in front of you, but it was almost something that I felt that was unattainable, but I can't even really put in the words as to why. And then, um, well, really until I put, you know, thought into as to why that is. So when I thought about this topic, I thought about, I thought about how, you know, life throws so many, um, you know, hardships at you, whether it's, you know, heartbreak or illness, injury, death or you know it could be abandonment you know to name a few um i think all of us can say that we have experienced one of these at some point um you know in life but even with that we have to acknowledge the fact that everyone hurt is different um 
as it is a personal, you know, it's personal to you, you know, so, um, something that might be hurtful to me, you know, or my, or my experience with that, you know, you might have that same experience, but your experience might be something different or the effect of that experience could be something different for you. Um, I know I really hate, honestly, when people try to tell someone else about their hurt, you know, like maybe, you know, you don't understand it or, you know, um, but I think it's an even greater hurt when you dismiss or, or diminish a hurt, you know, or try to tell someone that either they haven't experienced that or, you know, um, or just try to tell them that they shouldn't feel the way that they feel. That's what, that's one thing that, um, I never do, you know, if somebody, um, and I had to learn that though. And that, that came with, honestly, I can honestly say maturity, you know, because I'm really, I can be a right fighter and I can be one of those people that's like, Oh, you know, um, what, Oh, I didn't mean it that way or it, or that didn't happen. So, you know, you don't have a right to feel the way you feel, but instead of just acknowledging, you know, when someone say, you know, when you did this to me, that hurt, you know, and whether you agree with it or not, you know, um, I've had to learn over time, whether I agree or not, I had to at least, you know, be big enough to say, look, you know what I'm saying? Like if me doing this hurt you, you know, I apologize and I have to acknowledge it with, and, and I think that just comes with time and maturity for people to really get to a point that they understand that, you know, you're not going to always agree but when you sit and stop and think about it, how, how are you agreeing and disagreeing with somebody's hurt? Like if somebody say that you hurt them, how can you agree to disagree with that? And I think for me, that's what I had to learn to process to be better when it comes to my relationships, because, you know, how can I say and tell somebody um, that I didn't make you feel that way? Like as if I know how you feel. So now it gets to the point when I see people doing that, like in present day, I'm like, oh, God, you know, because I, I hate that. Um, because they actually can cause a, a deeper, a deeper hurt or a deeper cut. Cause I know for me, like if I sit and tell somebody that they hurt my feelings and they come back to me and say, no, I didn't, well, you shouldn't feel that way, you know, or that what they're doing is not hurtful to me. You know, honestly, I find it to be abusive, you know, personally, because now they're diminishing your feelings. And, you know, and also they're, they're, they have lack of acknowledgement of your feelings and in red and in, you know, honestly, that also could turn into where you start feeling like you start blaming yourself, you know, like, oh, maybe, maybe I'm not feeling this way, or maybe I'm just making this stuff up or, you know, then they, then they become a victim, you know, when you were just trying to express to them how, you know, how you feel. So I don't know. I just. I, that always something that just kind of like sticks out to me. And it's always something that I'm like, look, we have to acknowledge each other hurts, you know, and talk about it if you like, but you know, definitely just sit and, and talk about it with each other and be open to what the other person is saying. And that's something I had to learn. Um, yeah, I had to learn that. I had to really learn that, especially, uh, you know, in my, um, you know, honestly to be better in my relationship now, like, um, I don't think, I don't think I ever really had that problem in this relationship, maybe at the beginning, definitely at the beginning, but, um, I'm definitely, um, not a person that can't acknowledge anything that I do. I'm actually pretty good at that where I can sit and say, like, I know that, you know, if, if you're saying I did this, I can acknowledge that I did this and I can definitely apologize and own my behavior. Um, but I know Mika in her twenties probably 
couldn't do that. Definitely. Um, a lot in there in my twenties, I probably couldn't do that. So that's, that's definitely a growth that I see in myself, to be honest. But, um, so I believe when, uh, I believe hurt can be a reason that we have less happiness or sometimes we feel the happiness is fleeting. Um, you know, I know that, um, I'm constantly speaking on, you know, personal healing, self-love and care. Um, but today, you know, I wanted to touch on the healing process and how is it, you know, supported. Um, okay. So I was on, uh, I was actually looking this up and, um, looking at, uh, I was Googling and looking at, you know, different journals and things about, um, you know, what to do after you've been, you know, emotionally hurt or hurt in some kind of way and, and what to do in order to start, you know, your healing process. Um, some of these things I have about five points. Some of these, I think that I've kind of, I, I definitely can understand. And so I wanted to, um, I thought it was good to share, um, how to support your healing process. So I wanted to go over a few and we, um, you know, discuss this today. So the first point was, and I honestly think for me, this is probably one of the, the, the highest points. Um, it was honor your pain. And uh, it says avoidance of pain increases it to heal. You must pass through the doorway of grief. Emotional wounds are beyond sadness. They're felt in the depths of your being. Honor your pain. Don't run from it. Um, So I like this one because, you know, basically it's just kind of speaking to, you know, time and patience um, can be a key to recovery. And you also should surround yourself with people who understand, you know, um, what you're going through, but also, uh, you know, are speaking to you from a standpoint of, you know, allow yourself to feel anytime that I'm speaking to anyone, they're telling me about, um, you know, whatever they're going through. And honestly, it could be a death. Um, I've spoken to my friends, you know, some of my friends have gone through a divorce, um, you know, anything that causes some kind of pain. And the one thing that we, um, we forget to do is allowing ourselves to feel. Um, I remember when, um, my dad passed and my sisters was looking at me and well, everybody was kind of looking at me because I just kind of, I felt like, you know, well, honestly, that was my first time I was 27 and we pretty much had to bury, you know, we had to bury him. So we had to come up with, you know, um, the money to pay to bury him. Um, we had to do all of the funeral um, funeral arrangements. We had to, um, do all of the paperwork, everything. And, you know, obviously none of us had ever, you know, um, buried, you know, anyone, let alone a parent. And so it was highly stressful. You know, I felt like I didn't really have time to even really grieve or process what was going on. I just had to jump into, you know, okay, let's take care of this. Let's take care of that. Let's take care of this and do all these different things. And so for me, it was just, um, yeah, I think I just, I never gave myself permission to feel. Um, and I think honestly, I didn't, I just didn't want to, I just didn't feel like going through the pain. And honestly, like, you know, I didn't even cry at my dad's funeral. You know, I think I cried one time. And I think the one time that I cried was when, you know, I got the call that he had passed away and that we had to go, you know, to my grandma's house. But other than that, like I didn't cry at all because I just, I just didn't want to. And, um, and not because I didn't love him or anything. I just didn't feel like at the time going through, 
the pain really or acknowledging it really and honestly like um yeah it took me a long time to kind of just allow myself to feel and I'm still actually and it's been seven years now and I think just I think honestly now in 2019 is when I kind of started allowing myself the opportunity to just kind of feel you know or be kind of in remembrance because for for so long I just kind of avoided um you know the pain of everything but I didn't realize that you know to be completely honest that you know I was just kind of just um creating wounds you know sadness um, I walked around, you know, kind of like with grief and, um, you know, I had a lot of emotional baggage, you know, that was just kind of like there and it was still really raw because I never, you know, I've never allowed myself to go through the, um, experience of ever grieving and just kind of start in the healing process of, you know, him passing. And I actually have done that with relationships too. You know, when I was young, younger, um, I was very, uh, immature, um, you know, in my, um, in my relationships, you know, I have, um, you know, not necessarily regret, but definitely very immature. And, um, so even when things would happen in the relationships, like I didn't allow myself to feel, you know, like sometimes I think it was points where I would, you know, be in a relationship for, you know, I don't know how long, you know, maybe a few months or, you know, to a year. And we would break up and I literally would be talking to somebody else probably a week, a week or so later sometimes, you know, like, and, and thing is like, I wasn't talking to them cause I wanted to, you know, actually be a viable candidate for a relationship. You know, I just jumped, you know, from this person to that person and just carrying my shit to somebody else and fucking somebody else up because I was hurt, you know, and I never allowed myself to feel. And it's the same thing, you know, when you don't, you know, allow yourself to kind of like feel whatever you're feeling and honor that, um, you know, so you can really heal, you know, it's crazy. Like when you sit and think about healing, how much we avoid healing and we don't even realize it. Like me sitting here talking about, um, you know, when I jumped from relationship to relationship, I, you know, even though, yeah, I was doing it, but did I realize that I was like, you know, not allowing myself to heal and or anything else in the moment? No, because I was in, I was in this. And so a lot of times, you know, I think I was given the advice, literally the way to move on from somebody else, you just move on with somebody else, you know, and that's actually the most horrible advice you can possibly uh, give yourself or take from anyone. And I had to learn that, but that was literally the advice that was pretty much given to me, um, you know, pretty much, you know, my whole adult life uh, where I had to down those people that was giving me that advice, you know, they're, I don't think any of them are in my life anymore because you kind of, you know, as you, um, get older, you learn, you get better, you grow as a person. And sometimes you got to kind of move past, um, the people that might be giving you, uh, this tragic advice. So that was uh, something that I had to do for myself. But point number two was reach out. Being alone is part of healing, but long periods of isolation are unhealthy Deep pain always brings out personal demons such as blaming yourself, embracing victimhood or bitterness. Such choices breed entrapment, not freedom. Reach out to friends, find support groups or 12-step programs. Seek comfort in prayer, meditation or philosophy. So I thought this one was good um, because, um, you know, um, I was just talking to my sister this morning and I was telling her how, you know, 
I have no problems with like eating by myself or doing things by myself and going out to in like, you know, I go out to eat by myself. I go for walks by myself and there's a lot of things that I do by myself. And, um, and I think that's a good thing, but I also think that, you know, we have to remember that we all as humans need, um, you know, we need to be sociable with people and we need to, you know, reach out sometimes and still, you know, even if you're just talking about what you're going through, you know, um, so I think it's, so I think it's good to find a balance more so. Um, so it's not, it's, so this point is not saying that you shouldn't spend time by yourself. You should spend time with, by yourself because you need to do self-reflection and self-reflection is only going to take place if you actually stop what you're doing and put thought in what you're doing. Like you actually put thought in yourself and, and you know, you can't do that around people all the time. But also, you know, when you feel that you've been there long enough, you need to make sure that you circle in you know, someone else or like for me, like I was, I went through, um, and I feel like I'm still going through that where I, you know, I, I'm seeking stillness is what I call it. I call it stillness where, um, you know, I'm envious of people that, uh, you know, that just kind of can find happiness with just being, you know? And so for me, like, um, I've been trying to, get more into what exactly is my happy and what exactly does that look like? And also like, you know, um, now that I kind of know what that looks like now, I'm trying to figure out how can I accomplish that? Like, you know, things that just kind of make me happy. And so something that we've done in my house, um, you know, with my partner, like we've, we have, um, I call them quiet days and I actually, I actually love them. Um, and I think they do too. I haven't heard any complaints yet. So, um, I think we're, we're good with that, but, um, you know, we have days where we don't turn on TV. We don't watch TV at all. And, you know, we're just kind of just quiet, you know, besides the dogs barking and all that, that's pretty much the only noise that really goes on in the house. And we, you know, read a book, you know, um, besides, you know, pausing or something to talk to each other, you know, for the most part, you know, um, I, you know, I sit and read from the time I get off work till, you know, um, the time I go to bed and we just have a quiet night where, you know, we're not, you know, blasting the TV or, you know, we're not on the phone with anyone. And, um, you know, we're kind of just kind of like having like, just, it's like, for me, I feel like it's just simplicity. And that's kind of what I want to get more into, which is kind of having more of, um, you know, just a simple, just a simple life. Um, I think sometimes we can get caught up in, uh, a whole bunch of stuff, you know, um, you know, what's the next best thing that's coming out and, you know, we can get caught up in these TV shows and I call it smut TV sometimes. Cause I love some good smut TV. You know, I watch basketball wives, uh, you know, I watch housewives, you know, and everything else. But, um, I think sometimes it's nice just to kind of spend time with yourself and so even if you're in a relationship, like, um, you know, I literally have my quiet nights with, you know, my partner in bed and, you know, we're together, but we're still spending time with our, you know, with ourselves and just kind of, you know, just being, and I, and I, I personally think, um, I think it's nice. And I think it's something that we should do more often. And, um, and so I'm trying to be more like that, you know, where, um, you know, I can get more into, um, meditating and, um, we started yoga and so I want to get more into yoga too. And just kind of just having just a calmness, like, you know, the stillness and just kind of calm my mind. 
So I will, so that's what I'm kind of, you know, trying to get, go gravitate more into. And, uh, so that's slowly happening for me, but, um, uh, I think that, uh, that's something to just think about, you know, as far as like whatever brings you peace of mind. And for me, I think right now, present day, my peace of mind is quiet. And, um, like even when I'm in my car, like I don't even listen to the radio in the car anymore. And, uh, and I just think that that's just, it's just peace for me right now. And, and, um, so, you know, I think, you know, for you, you have to find, you know, whatever brings you peace and, you know, instead, and then sometimes, you know, we're, we're, we, you see people that's, you know, kind of like longing for a miracle. You got to just step out and try to create one for your own, so for yourself, you know? So, um, so just, that's something to think about. So point number three is, um, take a break. It's important to take a break from your pain and engage in healthy um, compartmentalization. Um, everyone finds relief in different ways. Some find it some find it creative activities such as writing, reading, music, art, or movies. Other find it in movements such as dance, hiking, long walks, etc. Um, choosing a task that allows you to escape by stepping into another reality, even if it's only for a few moments. Don't fret; your pain will be waiting for you when you get back. But you'll be better fortified, rested, and ready to face it. I like to take a break. Um, uh, when I started this podcast, um, this was part of my personal journey and it was part of, it was basically me cutting out a piece of happy for myself. Um, and you know, honestly, it's been a joy for me to do it every week and it gives me something to look forward to. And, and, you know, and I'm not unhappy in life, but I think, you know, I thought it was important for me to have, you know, just some happy for yourself because sometimes when you're in a relationship and you have family and you have responsibilities and you have all of these things, you know, life can just kind of tug at you, you know, where you want to be this super person for everybody. And, you know, it's hard and it can get tiring. And, um, you know, so I think it's important to try to find something that makes you happy. Um, I love to read. And so I find time, you know, even more time now reading, you know, and when I was kind of like in a funk, I never read, you know, I never did really anything that I love to do that made me happy. And so with me trying to correct some of those behaviors and get back to, you know, just kind of being myself, um, I, I make it, I make it one of my important things to do of, you know, um, knowing now present day what makes me happy um you know what are my hobbies and what am I into and I make and I make it an importance of doing it you know um because a lot of times you don't really realize that you're neglecting yourself and I definitely was doing that with myself because I wasn't doing the things that that brought me joy so just you know keep that in mind and also also just remember too that things that bring you joy um you know it can change over time you know, because you're going to grow over time. You know, I'm 34, I'm about to turn 35 in a few weeks. And, um, I'm completely different from when I was 25. You know, honestly, I think I'm completely different from when I was 30. Um, just because you just kind of grow over time. And so, you know, always think about, you know, what is making you happy in present day. Um, because it might be different from what used to to make you happy or what was important to you. So, I always try to tell people, you know, I, I say it all the time. And I think I've said it on here a few times, like find your happy, you know, find a hobby and find whatever it is that's going to make you happy and do it. And don't be afraid to step out on faith and just do it. 
because, you know, you only have this life that we're in and it's only one that you have. And so you need to do whatever you're going to do to make you happy, um, regardless of, you know, any boundaries or anything that's going to stop you. Just don't let it and just do it. So point number four is learn from it. I've heard it said that the road to wisdom is paved with suffering, reflecting, exploring and pondering without self-attack or blame opens you up to greater understanding and compassion for for yourself and others. An attitude of learning will help you unearth value in the experience. You may also discover a curious new freedom. Recovering from emotional trauma or heartbreak makes you stronger, wiser and more resilient. I like this point. Um, And it's basically just saying that, you know, when you do experience something, um, you know, just make sure that you kind of, you know, as you reflect in it, you know, we have to get away from self attack or blame and we have to, you know, learn from the experience and, you know, what could we have done to change it? And also, um, you know, if we, and also it's not even what could we have done to change it? Because sometimes like people do shit to you you like, you didn't even do anything to that person. You know, or sometimes, obviously, if you're experiencing a death or something like that, obviously, you couldn't, have, you might not could have changed that. But I think it's also just, you know, we need to, so we need to stop with the, what could I have done to change that, you know, more so, you know, I think we need to reflect on what we were like in the relationship. That's kind of what I, what I like to say, like, you know, um, when you think about a situation, you know, don't, you know, definitely don't blame yourself, you know, or attack yourself. But, you know, just reflect your, yourself in that situation. And for me, that's what helped me get past some of my relationships. I also think, too, is we should get away from, um, and it's hard to do. Like, once you kind of experience hurt from somebody, it's kind of hard for you to, um, what's the word I'm trying to say? Like, not put up a wall or boundaries like for that same behavior it's like if you dated somebody that cheated on you and then like all the signs was there but you kind of decided to ignore it and then now you're looking at them and now you now you're with someone else and they have those same signs like it's gonna you're easily going to bring the shit from the other relationship into this relationship because you know you have the same pattern and I guess, I guess some people can say, well, you're just learning from your past experience, but I don't really know if you're learning from your past experience or are you just carrying over, you know, that hurt to this, to this hurt. But, um, I don't know. I, I guess that's a, that's a good question to ask, but I think a lot of people do it. Like, I mean, I feel like if I dated somebody that, that kind of was exhibiting the same behavior as the one that I had before that I didn't want, um, I think that I probably would have my antenna up a little more. So I, I guess, yes. Okay. So I, I, so I retract that. So I guess like, you know, I guess that is learning, um, from that experience as well. So that's basically what they're saying. It's just, you know, spend more time reflecting and exploring and just kind of thinking about, um, you know, your experience and, you know, that, and I think this, this point kind of goes back into, um, allowing yourself to feel so. And then point five, um, is move on. Some people allow suffering to define them, shape them and ultimately rob them of living. And, um, it says after you give yourself time to grieve and mourn, after you reach out to others for support and make space for your recovery, um, we, you have to make a decision. Will you, will you allow emotional pain, hold you back? Will you allow emotional pain to hold you back or will you decide to use it to propel you in a new direction? 
So I think those that was a good point. And I think also um, when, when it comes to moving on, the only way that you're going to move on properly, I think, is that you have to fully um, get past the hurt. And, um, you know, when I when I got into the relationship that I'm in now, um, you know, I gave myself time and, uh, you know, um, after my last relationship. And so it's important. And I think you have to, um, you know, and, and I, honestly, I, what I well, what helped me is, is that I wanted to be different than my past experiences, like where I was having this toxic behavior of jumping from this and this and this, and, um, not really taking other people's feelings in consideration. And I definitely think a lot of the stuff that I was doing was toxic behavior. Um, you know, I've had to spend a lot of time unlearning that behavior and also, you know, going back and apologizing for that behavior because at, at this point in life, like where I've kind of became more whole and just a better person, like I'm in a lot of regret. Um, and I don't have many regrets, but if I had regrets, it would be with some of my behavior towards other people because, um, you know, hurt people hurt people. And we hear that saying all the time, but that saying is very true. And, but the last thing I would want to do is be a reason that I've left emotional scars on somebody else. And I know that I have, and, um, and I hate that. And I hate, um, knowing that I was the reason for someone else's pain and just knowing that, um, that I was the reason for somebody else's pain due to brokenness and not even acknowledging it. And, um, you know, and it's taken a while for me to just kind of, grow up in my shit and just, uh, you know, just start with acknowledging it. And, you know, I, I, and I kind of just, you know, started acknowledging it probably, you know, going into my thirties where like, I really was like, you know, I felt conviction, um, of wanting to just be, you know, better, you know, and do better and, um, and be a good person and be a good partner and be a good parent and all of these things. And, you know, be a good sister and be a good daughter. And so, uh, you know, to where now I take, I take pride in it. Um, and before, you know, I don't really know if I took, um, much pride in it, but I also think, you know, I had this conversation the other day. I think, um, I probably didn't take pride in it before because I probably didn't have much pride in myself and I probably, you know, wasn't really spending time loving myself. And so, you know, if you don't love yourself, you're definitely not going to ever love somebody else properly. You know, you can say that you love them, but you probably, you probably don't fully love them because you don't love yourself, you know? So you never, I feel like you're never really going to fully love somebody where you're not going to be, you know, shit towards them or, you know, hurt them in some kind of way. And so I had to get to a point where, you know, I had to go through my healing process. And I feel like sometimes I'm still going through many, many healing processes where, you know, I'm still just trying to just get to where, you know, I'm fully good with myself and it takes time. And that's why I tell people like, you know, if you do decide, I've had people hit me up and be like, Mika, you know, I listen to your podcast and, you know, I felt some of the ways that you felt and, you know, I've thought about therapy and all these things. And I always tell people, I'm like, go, you know, even if you feel uncomfortable, just go. And even if you feel like that person might not be the one for you, then find you somebody else and just go because, you know, we got, we got to get out the shit that we got, you know, inside. And there's, I don't think there's anybody walking around, especially, when you sit and think about the episode that we just had today, there's nobody walking around that hasn't had some kind of trauma in some kind of way, some kind of hurt in some kind of way. 
And if you think that you perfectly process it, you probably haven't. But I will say that, you know, if you do decide that therapy is something that you might need for yourself, like you got to be patient with it because therapy is not something that's going to be fixed in one session. You know, I've been in therapy like two years and, you know, I still be in there like learning, learning things new about myself or learning things that um, I can do to, you know, maybe be better in some kind of way. And I enjoy it personally. You know, I look forward to going and sometimes, you know, I don't want to necessarily talk and be emotional, but shit, I look forward to going because I desire to be the best person that I can be. So that's just something to take to keep in mind. Um, that's all for my thought of the week um, and my topic today. But, uh, you know, I am appreciating the feedback that, um, you know, I've been receiving and uh, I want to continue, you know, having the, um, you know, the conversations. Um so I thank you so much for listening today. Um, you know, you, you can always find me on my social medias, um, on Instagram. I am, uh, it's just my thoughts underscore podcast and on Twitter, um, is I J M T, um, podcast. Um, so you can find me on there. Um, but yeah, so thank you so much for listening today and, uh, Smika here and I appreciate you.